This is Blockbuster Film School. This is Blockbuster Film School. Welcome to Blockbuster Film School, the world's greatest hive of film knowledge. I am your host slash teacher slash secret lover, Alex Bonner, and I am joined, of course, by the headmaster of the Blockbuster Film School, Dr. Nicholas Souder. TDS, happy to be here. That's Thanks right. For, that's right. I have, I have a weird growth in one of my molars I'm going to have you look at later. Not going near it. I think it might be a microphone from the government. All, uh, you should leave that there. Yeah, that's true. That's that true. means you're important. I'm a patriot. Um, All right, team. Well, you're here. You're listening. That means you probably want to listen to us talk about movies. And to tell you the truth, that's going to happen whether you want to or not. So this week. We've decided what is our topic for the Blockbuster Film School? What is our row of employee picks that, of course, would be time travel movies? Honestly, probably the first genre that I kind of recognized as a genre as a kid. I saw Back to the Future when I was, I'm going to say, like five years old and just couldn't. It's a traumatic film for me. It really is. I was certainly attracted to Caroline in the City ever since. Uh, so was uh, Michael J. Fox. Oh, I mean, dude, she is a very attractive lady, okay? Yeah. And also a very hilarious... Ducks like her, too. Ducks like her. Tom Cruise. Was it? All the right moves. All the right moves. Yes. Yeah, she's not a monkey, and he is not Clint Eastwood. That is true. <laughs> but I would watch that movie. Although you get to see her boobs. So, Wait, just a fun... Oh, and all the right moves? Yeah. We're going to go over, do our normal thing. We're going to obviously have our best, have our worst, have our most underrated. So, let's start, of course, with... One of the worst time travel movies. I think that's probably the most fun. We were talking earlier. I suggested uh, Richard Donner's Timeline, which is a early 2000s bunch of garbage a la Rollerball. And oh, yeah. Just kind of bad sci-fi they were putting out in the early 2000s. Is Chris Klein could go wish he could go oh, back in time not be in Rollerball? Absolutely. Absolutely. What is Timeline? I don't think I know this movie. Okay, Timeline is a movie. It was based on a Michael Crichton novel. Oh, the Antonio Banderas movie, 13th Warrior. Oh, that's not a time travel movie, though. 13th Warrior is based on a Michael Crichton movie. It's or Michael Crichton. It's based on a Michael Crichton book called The Eaters of the Dead, which yeah. is actually a great title. And it's secretly the story of Beowulf. Told, so Timeline's a different movie? Yeah, Timeline is way dumber. I think it's about people who like try to... It's like society's collapsing in the far future, and they try to like go back and save it, but that involves them like going to like medieval England and being in a jousting tournament. And for some reason, everyone talks like they're from Southern California, even in the future, which is a personal favorite of mine in like time travel, because you just go back, and everyone's just some you know mild TV actor from whatever era you're in. I want to see a time travel movie where they go back in time and everyone has a really bad Boston accent. <laughs> AKA going to Boston now. Pretty much, It's yeah. 1989 there still. <laughs> or if you go to Detroit, it's 1995. Or you could be where we are now on the northwest side of Chicago where I think we're right at about like 1998, I think. I think yeah. I think it's you, 87 to 93 here all the time. All the Depends time. Depends on the weather. That's true. That is true. There's a lot of, uh, you still see a lot of cargo shorts. And if you were to bring up Third Eye Blind, people are like, yeah, I like that third eye blind. I think uh, you're one of those people. That you have, Not you, to call you out. I don't give a shit. I think Stephen Jenkins' lyrics are good. Um, but what else is a terrible... Nick, what's on your list of terrible... Terrible time, time travel movies? Yeah, I'm going to move away from our producer, as I say, The Jacket. <laughs> which starring is, Adrian Brody. Starring Adrian Brody and Kira Knightley. Mm, I have seen The Jacket, but I have not seen it since I was high in like 2005. Yes, exactly. I saw this in theaters yeah. with my sister... I have no idea what this movie's about. I just remember the fact that 
he keeps putting on a straight jacket right. and he travels through time. There's like because a car accidents. Ooh, because he's trying of to the prevent jacket. like a murder or something. <laughs> as as per usual. I'm pretty sure Adrian Brody couldn't explain the plot to you at this point either. Oh, he barely remembers. But that was like right after he had won the Oscar and he was like, Yeah, I'm gonna blow through all this credit I have as fast as I can. And I don't give a shit what you guys think. Also, that's a pitch perfect rendition of how Adrian Brody talks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like there was just like it's that's in the same time period though, where there was like this weird thing right around the mid 2000s where Hollywood started to just kick out 30 million dollar budget sci-fi slash thriller movies I think because of like Donnie Darko yeah and it's that, it was, sort of some indie hits it was that, that post like Sundance actually being Sundance thing where right people knew they couldn't go to Sundance and like pick up good movies anymore so they tried to make cheap. Their, oh. yeah <laughs> all right what if we get this Richard Kelly guy yeah Okay, I like Donnie Darko, and I even, in a weird way, like Strange Land Tales more because it's possibly the craziest movie ever made by humans. You know what? There is time travel in that movie. There is. It only exists for 69 seconds, though. That is true. That is true. Yeah. It's also an alternate universe movie, which we could get into this. We could get into the nature of time travel. Southland Tales is um, Richard is Kelly's movie. second yeah. movie. It's his follow-up. Strange to- Time Tales or something. Strange. Strange. Oh, well, Strangeland's another movie. Anyway, Southland Tales. Excuse me, everyone. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, As this is a Yakuza sponsored podcast, I'm going to cut one of my fingers off now because I've dishonored you. I thought I could do it. (laughs) Feel free. Uh, Anyway, um, all I'm saying is that there were a bunch of those movies, but we could go into the difference in the time travel movies and that as you were saying, there are movies that are have a slight element of time travel in them, but I wouldn't necessarily call them time travel films. Yeah. You know, like, of course, that movie Batman versus Superman, right, that everyone enjoys so much. There's like a second where the Flash comes through from the future trying to warn them. Yeah, but that's also it's a like, dream. Is it? I don't know. I, Who cares? Right. Who gives a Fuck shit? that movie. I mean, right now, Zack Snyder's just jerking off yeah. with like a $100 bill. like, And um, he's like, I don't give a fuck about you guys. But... I wouldn't quantify those necessarily like the little bit of time travel in Southland Tales or God, what was the movie I just saw where they like they reverse for like a couple of seconds because we were talking about Looper. They do that, right? They kind of go back. Well, like, Looper, the whole thing about Looper's time or travel, like yeah. the end of Infinity War where like fucking oh, yeah. uh, Thanos uses a time crystal to be like, yeah, you blow up Vision's head, but I don't give a fuck. And then, also, we also include funny games, which is more like a satire thing where he actually picks up the DVD remote or VCR remote, depending on right. which version you're watching, mm-hmm. and just rewinds the tape to unkill his buddy. Right. And but do you consider that a time travel? movie? No, no, absolutely not. Same with like the end of Doctor Strange, where there's the kind of funny, cool thing where he beats um, Mads Ularamu. No, the where he goes and he's like, you're going to be stuck in this time loop with me for literally infinity or you could stop trying to fuck with me, which is one of the cooler endings to a Marvel movie because it doesn't involve like fighting each other. It just involves Doctor Strange, like literally tricking someone and being so annoying and obnoxious that they're like, fine, I won't destroy your universe. You fucking annoying British asshole. Spoilers, man. I haven't seen it. Oh, spo- <laughs> OK, turns out Bumbledore Carbo Patch. Is Doctor Strange. What? Yeah. yeah. Is that why he's in those other two movies? That's right. That's right. As Doctor Strange. And he demanded that he have that goatee. Is he a dentist also? Kind of. Yeah, I would say. I'd let Doctor Strange work on my teeth. Okay. I'd let him put his fingers in my mouth. Um, Oof. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, what's uh, what else is on your list of crappy time travel movies? Uh, Butterfly Effects. Sorry. Oh, see, also mid two mid two thousands, mid two thousands, like trying to make a indie movie. They're like exactly these kids are into time travel and emo, and they like that band that has that lead singer who's upset. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Papa Roach. <laughs> Pretty sure the, the guy who lead singer from Papa Roach directed that movie. <laughs> Cut my life into pieces. Yeah. They use all that Pepsi blue money. This is my last resort. Ugh. I mean, I'm pretty sure there are those songs in that movie, though. Like, Is Brittany Murphy in there or Amy Smart? Ooh, Brittany Murphy? It's Amy Smart, right? Yes. 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 No. R.I.P. Brittany Murphy. I feel all like right. she's too good for Butterfly Effect. She is. She was too good for that spiral. Also, Eldon Henson and Eric Stoltz. Oh, yeah. Eric Stoltz playing another molester. Also, Eric Stoltz in Back to the Future for like a solid two months. And, and then, then Robert Zemeckis rewound time. <laughs> to be like, I need a more talented actor. Yeah. <laughs> One who people will enjoy watching in the film. And Eric Stoltz was like, what are, you, what are you talking about? What? 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 What are you talking about? And he's like, please just, please just leave. Can I still come and eat from the craft table? Um, please, please get the hell out of here. Okay. Okay. All right. That's my Eric Stoltz impression. See how bland and boring it was? That is watching an Eric Stoltz movie. I like movie. Eric Stoltz. <laughs> the Pepsi Challenge. That yeah. one. That's a madman. I like killing Zoe. He kind of tries to steal fucking Pulp Fiction, which is yeah. kind of impressive with everyone. Considering he's at two scenes. Yeah, and everyone's acting there. Is that the one with a little shit in her face? That's, That's my true. wife. That's true. My wife. But, uh... No, not to shit on Eric Stoltz. Eric, I know you're a big fan of the show, and um, feel free to stop by whenever you like. We think you're great. Sorry about Back to the Future. Just Michael J. Fox is better. But Back to the Future is, honestly, in my opinion, maybe the most of all of this, because all the time travel movies have, like, huge plot holes in them. If you name one, I'll tell you what the plot hole is. Primer. Okay. Primer is that they at least have a device, a writing device, in it to go with that, which is they themselves are fucking up mentally spoiler alerts for primer every time they go through and go into the past so they themselves of these these plot holes are on purpose they are because the reality is splintering and so it doesn't make sense every time which i like because i think primer is one of the few that actually does that where every other time travel movie has some sort of concrete version whereas we were talking about this it's like back to the future you go into the past but you're trying to get back to the future so that you believe so that's where the title comes from oh yeah bro i did it but there's the idea that you could get back to where you were and it would be sort of the same, yeah. right? You could fix things. There's the Terminator way where it's a one-way ticket and you go back and there's no way to come back. You can try and fix the future, but once you go back, it's over. Then there's the primer thing where you You're jump. Just, that's it. It is, but you didn't jump that far back. So you will get back to where you were, but once you get there, shit will get wonky. And because there's two of you there then shit starts to fall apart and get spooky. And then you start to notice there's three of you here and four of you here and like, uh -oh. An attic full of you. Right, exactly. And then you have more of a kind of multiplicity thing where you're starting the more, it's a, it's a sort of spooky esoteric almost thing where it's like, if there's this many of you, like your souls in the reality, then that soul itself starts to like deconstruct and fall apart. Like, or the reality you're in now is becoming thinner because you've been fucking with the fabric of it, which... I'll say this primer scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Like it's amazing. It's very scary. And it also just kind of like really made me very depressed for like a few days. I didn't, it didn't make me depressed. It made me 
I don't know what the word is, but just very cautious, I guess. About time travel? About everything. It's <laughs> just, just in case one of your friends is like, I invented a, a toaster that fucking goes back in time. I would say, Homer, I'm going to go back in time with you. <laughs> well, see, that's the fun. It's like, it's funny that all the ones you brought up so far are kind of like sad, scarier time travel movies, like The Jacket or Butterfly Effect, which is the part where Ashton Kutcher cries towards the end while he has frosted tips. I laughed I'm going to say for like a solid 10 minutes after I saw that I when Kelso was crying with frosted tips. I maybe I'm dead inside. But what what would you do? You have any other on your crappy list of crappy? That's pretty much it. I'm going to I know I'm going to throw this out here. Yeah. I don't hate mm. back to the future. I just don't think Zemeckis is a great director. God, I'm, I disagree. Strong disagree. We've been disagreeing about this for like 15 years. I know. I love. I don't love every Zemeckis movie. I know yeah. that he gets schmaltzy sometimes, but I think he's kind of a Frank Capra type character in my mind where when he hits it out of the park, he really hits it out of the fucking park. And his schmaltiness in Back to the Future and like Castaway, I really love his schmaltiness and like, I don't know. Everything else? Forrest Gump and stuff. It's like Eesh. midway. I don't know. There's some scenes in Forrest Gump that are interesting, you know, like, but... I just love Back to the Future and Castaway so much that I, like I said, with Frank Capra, like I, I like, I like Back to the Future. I've seen it a bunch. It's one of yeah. my guys' favorite movies. I'll watch it when it's on. Like, they never really show Back to the Future. They show Back to the Future Part Two a lot whenever it's on TNT. Which I, I watch it. I'll put it this way: it took them eight years to write Back to the Future. They went through it so much and literally perfected it to the point where it is such a clean, well-orchestrated script where everything works. All the little Easter eggs are in there. Everything is put together. Even the lines, you know, all the stuff, even the kid, you're too, you know, you're just too darn loud, you know, like all that kind of stuff. It comes back and affects the future, affects the past. And it's that thing where you write a great first novel and then they're like, now in eight months, we need a second great novel. And you're like, uh, it took me like 15 years to write the first one. Like, that's great. Now you're going to need a second slash better slash higher money making one. Now you're going to do that now. And, like, and we're also editing the third one at the same time <laughs> the we're same, publishing yeah, so the second gonna, one. So you're going to need that one too, which the third one almost is a little better because in my mind, it's a little more creative and it's going with the Jules Verne kind of thing. And also, if anyone hasn't seen it at the end, there's a part where the train pulls up with Doc in it, like the future train, and he has two sons. Oh, God, this is so creepy. <laughs> there's a part in it, which you've never seen this. I'm sure it's on YouTube, but there's a part where the child actor, like they left it in, but there's a part where the child actor clearly has to use the bathroom or something, or he's getting yep. stung by a bee in his penis, and he is pointing at his penis like, no, no. And his, his <laughs> His junk is right over Christopher Lloyd's shoulder, so there's no way to miss it. Yeah. Just a finger going, hey, 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 hey my, my there's wiener. something wrong over here. My wiener. Did we talk about the end of uh, Teen Wolf? A dude pulls his dick out. <laughs> dude yeah. pulls his fucking dick out. Also, hey guys, this is the kind of shit you get at Blockbuster Film School, okay? You're not going to get this anywhere else. There's something about Michael J. Fox being in a movie where yeah. somebody has to be like, hey, I, check out my dick. That's very interesting. It is. I'm sure it's his fault. For everything. At the end of Teen Wolf, there's a wide shot after they all run in and he kisses Boof, his girlfriend, whose name is Boof, which we all know. That means she French. That means butt fucking. Uh, what's up? No, that was an 80s term for having sex in someone's butt, which not know that. that shithead who's on the Supreme Court was like, it's about flatulence. It's like, dude, it was the 80s. No. It was about fucking people in their butt. Okay, it's boofing. All right. Anyway, so after like everyone runs onto the court, because of course they win because the white kids win. Wait, are we 80s. talking about Hoosiers? <laughs> exactly. We're talking about every basketball movie with white kids in it. But uh, everyone runs on and then literally the credits come down and there is a 
scrolling shot of the crowd and as you look up a guy stands up in the crowd and he just has his dick hanging out of yeah. his fucking pants and someone not only did they not catch it in the editing room but it took like years for someone to figure this shit out it's solid you could pause the podcast and now listen to it i i highly recommend it um what the fuck are we talking speaking about speaking of dickheads hanging out we need to acknowledge the fact that back to the future 2 came true it did on many ways. Uh, yeah. Donald Trump fucking taking over America. Good but, job, Biff. But not being good at it, okay? Like, no, I don't think Biff was good at anything. Also, his wife is nowhere near as hot as Caroline in the city, okay? No. Like, um, but he did kill. No, but she was, wasn't, see, I haven't seen it so long. I thought Caroline in the city was still married to fake. No, he's dead in that reality. Oh. He's dead and Biff is like in charge and she's like in a fucking hot tub, right? And he's like, yeah, I bought you that fake tits. Which is very. You She's know. wearing the uh, princess. Um, I don't know. <laughs> but princess Leia outfit. But Donald Trump did kill. Oh God, what's his name? <laughs> oh shit. Who's who's fucking McFly? Crispin Glover? <laughs> Do not joke for a second that Crispin Glover is dead. Well, listen, Donald Trump is not into it because he saw that movie and he was like, "I'm gonna get that McFly." I'm sure that's after he built the next thing on his list of building the wall is like going back in time and killing Crispin Glover. <laughs> yeah. No, I'd watch that movie. <laughs> now, how do I get back? You're going to watch time? it on CNN. How do I get back in time? And then it's just like you go in that closet right there and then he goes oh, in God. they just lock it. <laughs> it's like, am I, am I back in time now? <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. Um, yeah. Also, Back to the Future 2, the Cubs won the World Series. Uh, which they didn't win. Oh, it was yeah. like it was not 2015, like they predicted, but it was not that long after. Back to the Future Two, it just was slapped together, and I don't know the initial one and the suspension of disbelief. The idea it's like okay, the flux capacitor is this magical entity ostensibly, but it could in a weird way work somehow, right? And then you're like, you need a fucking nuclear reaction to get this to work. It's like, this is crazy. I'm not saying this is going to work, but there's a weird high science, high strangeness. Okay. Then it goes into things like, oh, in the future, you just throw some fucking banana peels at a car and you're like, what is what is going on? And I don't know. It, but they, most time travel movies ruin their own logic. You can say that with Terminator 2 because you only send back Human flesh, so they right. they hide. Yeah, they cover they, it. Yeah, okay. Where the fuck's the human flesh for the T one thousand? Right. Uh. Well, it's liquid. Uh. Well, you know what's crazy though. I <laughs> I wonder though about I wondered about that because is the T one thousand from the same time period? Right. Like, I guess he does say that, right? Doesn't yeah. he? He does. Well, but you got to have. There's also in the very long director's cut. Mm footage of them just using the same device that they used. Oh yeah, where they saw this yeah. which god, thank god for Galen Hurd being like we don't need any of this shit. We really don't need any of this. We don't no. need over explanation. She's the one who cut out the fucking opening sequence from Aliens, which was genius. You don't need Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, like she's the one who cut out all the fucking extraneous dumb shit on the abyss. I mean, it's like yeah, James Cameron knows how to direct movies, but like Galen Hurd knows how to produce them, and without and her, edit, you, yeah, yeah, without her, you get Avatar. But never seen it. You know what's crazy about Avatar? Someone was bringing this up. It's like Avatar is the high, or for a long time, was the highest grossing movie of all time. Name a character in Avatar, or a line, or it's like Pocahontas. <laughs> it is kind of. It's kind of. Do you know what it is? It's Dances with Wolves. Is what it is. It's Dances with Wolves, where the Indians win. Doesn't uh, another one, which with sort of intergalactic time travel movies, Interstellar as well. Yeah, like where 
you get to watch Casey Affleck cry. But then McConaughey cries. I produced all of season two of True Detective. The best part of Interstellar is the mashup of him crying while they make it a um, reaction shot of him watching the Force Awakens trailer. Ooh, that's good. I like that a lot. Yeah, I like using that as a meme. That's solid. Yeah. Um, that and the Hans also Zimmer does well. You know, I do truly love that thing though, where they go to the planet where time moves slower on the planet itself because of, and so when they go down there, it's like to them, it's like a couple of hours but when they fucking get back seven up, years or yeah, something the guy's yeah. been sitting up there fucking getting old like it's like 20 old years gray, yeah. yeah like it's like he's up there for like 20 years I think every hour is did, seven years i gotta say this though if i'm up there by myself in a tin can for 20 years like oh i'm super dead like i'm not gonna be waiting around like i can't wait for them to get back like i the place is covered in blood every time somebody runs crazy. into a, every time somebody runs into a store right. and leaves me in the car I'm pretty sure I won't survive. I, th- so I don't know how he managed to do that for like 20 years. I get bored without fucking video games or something in like 25 minutes. The idea but that also, I would have this to is why out. we're not astronauts. Yeah, that's true. Or pre- getting paid to pretend to be astronauts. Mm, that's fair. <laughs> so I have a question mm-hmm. on the whole time travel. Riff, yeah. Because, yeah. okay. One of the movies I have on my list mm. is Edge of Tomorrow, which is basically Groundhog Day. Yeah. Are these considered time travel movies in your opinion? I, it's an interesting one because yeah, Groundhog Day as well. I think Groundhog Day has to be. It has to be, yeah. But they're magical. Re- well, see, Edge of Tomorrow has like an actual reason why it's happening. Like, there's like the alien, right? It's yeah, like the alien the, blood that got on him. Yeah, is just letting him repeat over and over so he can keep winning. Right. They're like time anomaly aliens. Yeah. Right. And that's interesting. Those are both definitely time travel yeah. movies. I mean. Also, in the original script, Bill Murray lives for a thousand years. He might do that. Groundhog Day. He might do that in that movie. I know. They never say how long he's there. They never say it. Which I like the idea, though, that like it would take him a thousand years to stop being such a dickhead. He hasn't stopped in real life. (laughs) He just comes to the door. Oh, no, Bill Murray's here. Oh, Oh, he's strangling Nick. Oh, Oh, no. Oh, he's taking his shirt off. Oh, this is weird. Yeah, no, I... Yeah, Groundhog Day definitely is. But then that one's totally magical realism ones, like The Lake House, for instance, where... Why is this happening? Because mm. people will go see it. But Lake House has the thing in it. See, Lake House has the most plot holes of any of them in which why? Why wouldn't he know that he's dead? It happens. She's talking to him from like two years in the future. If they're so in love, two years is not that fucking long. If she doesn't know you, then you're fucking dead, bro. There's no way. There's no way you're alive or you're in jail. And even then you could write letters. What's happening? Also, the dog, I'm pretty sure, is like the god of the the dog shows up at random times and the dog knows everyone and everyone's like, oh, good to see you, dog. Hello. I forget the stupid dog's name. It's like Ben or some some shit. And the dog shows up. His name is Alex Winter. Oh, that's oh, well, we got to get it. I mean, yeah, to me, that's probably the most sort of seminal movie for me in my lifetime of just of things I like movies. I like it all in a way kind of stems from me seeing Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure when I was a kid. And also Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is, in my mind, maybe one of the most genius time travel movies of all time because it is self-reflexive and funny and metaphysical, but that's kind of the point. We know it's stupid. We know that. Like, but it's so stupid that it's smart. Yeah. And then you include Socrates in this. Like Socrates said, you know, the great Oracle loved me because she knew above all the other Greeks that I was the only one that actually knew that I was a fool. You know, that kind of thing. Like, the only way to have true knowledge is to admit that you know nothing. Like, I mean, that idea like of Bill and Ted, it's so well thought out and genius. And I know that people are like, oh, Bill and Ted's genius. Like, it is fucking genius. Like, it stands up. It's good. 
fucking Keanu is in it. I mean, speaking of fucking vampires, yeah. <laughs> he's not aged at all. Well, I mean, he doesn't need all that, you know, virgin blood, though. I mean, he has to drink it. I'm okay with that. That is true. Those John Wick movies are great. That is true. I did like uh, someone was talking about how him and Winona Ryder, the in the movie Dracula, there was like an there's a scene where they get married or whatever. Yeah, they're secretly married. Yeah, They've like married an actual years. priest. Yeah. <laughs> married them i was like this is great that's some great method actually yeah that's absolutely fabulous i love that but truly of my favorite as well as underrated i just have to put bill and ted's excellent adventure up there i mean what movie can you watch where genghis khan destroys a ball in the 80s and in the same movie napoleon has to eat an entire sunday by himself there's solid gold in these movies okay you do love malls I do. I truly love yeah. malls. I, I it is going to be a sad day when there are just no more malls, and I just will be wandering around an just empty Amazon one. kiosks. <laughs> you can go to a, a Whole Foods that's also an Amazon kiosk. That's kind of like a mall, kinda. Doesn't have a food court though, motherfuckers. And what about you? What's on What's on the top of your list there, Nick? What's top of my list? Yeah. What's your favorite? Um, Arrival. Mm. I fucking love Arrival. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Rival is a time travel movie. It is movie. a time travel movie. A really awesome one, too. Yeah. And Denise. Oh, Denise Villeneuve. Denise Villeneuve. My name is Denise Villeneuve. You are pronouncing it wrong. No, my name is Denise Villeneuve. But uh, French-Canadian, yes? I think so, yeah. Think he, so. Made, he won three Genie Awards <laughs> for Best Picture. <laughs> Arrival is amazing, though. Rival's amazing. I and loved every second of that movie. Also, the big climax of that movie, if you hadn't seen the movie yet, there's no fight with the aliens. There's no fight with anything. Mm. It's a fucking phone call. Yeah. And it's a phone call of something that she found out. Right. Because of time travel. Yeah. It's a puzzle. It's a yeah. puzzle movie. And she figures out the answer. And just kind of as you figure out the answer, which I love too. It's a great twist. And also, it turns out the aliens, they're fucking octopuses. <laughs> That's yeah, they are straight up fucking yeah. octopuses. <laughs> And I appreciate that. No, I do too. I love that. I love that they are goddamn octopuses who have their own crazy octopus writing that appears to be a flat circle because they talk to McConaughey. What is that, Nietzsche? <laughs> Brian is scribbling down notes now. Who's Brian? Is that the producer? We're not to speak of seven. Oh, they're squids. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. <laughs> they're squid. They are squid people. Well, either way, there's a pretty hot scene where they tentacle fuck Amy Adams at the end, which is very hot. Very hot. I think you're confusing possession for mm, interesting. That's interesting. I might be confusing. Um, other ones, other ones on my list are, um, you know, I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge Marvel fan. I'm not a huge X Men fan. But Days of Future Past. It's great. It's fucking great. It's a great movie. It's really crazy. The one before too, First Class has some good stuff in it too. But Fastbender being cool as Magneto, Fastbender yeah. being too good an actor for that kind for of all, for all of it. Yes. Yeah, but also. Days of Future Past is so good that it eliminated an entire Brett's Rasner film. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It annihilated it. Yeah. And whenever you can make a movie about time travel that eliminates a Brett Rander movie, got his name right, right. first time. Brett Rander. Rander movie Rander. in real life in the series. That's fucking awesome. That is true. Although it was directed by Brian Singer. It was the only thing. I was like, man, someone actually made a fucking awesome X-Men movie and Days of Future Past, and then it's like directed by Brian Singer. I was like, fuck. Mm. Fuck. That doesn't add up. Yeah. Sure is the cinematographer. Probably. I mean, he did direct like Bohemian Rhapsody. Ugh. They're going to give him like an Oscar for that, aren't they? 
they've been super cheesy, so yeah, they'll probably give it to that. That's fucked up, though, dude. No, actually, Alfonso Cuaron won the Golden Globe for Roma, so maybe they'll give it to him instead. Yeah, but last year they fucking gave Guillermo del Toro the fucking Oscar, which I saw The Shape of Water, not about time travel, but better than I thought it was going to be. I like Michael Shannon a lot. and He was great, but I feel like that movie was pretty... I enjoyed it more than I've enjoyed any Guillermo del Toro movie. I'm sorry. It's true, but that's a really low standard in I my know, eyes. I know. I'm not try. a huge fan of his. Me either. I feel like he's like a weird... It's all style over everything else. Yeah. And... I don't know. He's like trying to be like a whimsical John Carpenter or something. It doesn't make any no. sense. I don't know. And then whenever they tell me it's like amazing, I'm like, Pan's Labyrinth is not amazing. We're like, she's in this time now, and then she's in another time, and now she's in this time. You know, and it's like, is the consciousness changing? Does it have this kind of slaughterhouse five kind of thing does that count as a time travel movie where your consciousness kind of wakes up at different time periods oh yeah hell yeah well star trek four also as well as the star trek nemesis there's uh, one of them, never so. seen any of those movies star trek four is great that's the one where there's like jokes and stuff and they go back and scotty he has the hello computer because he's talking into the fucking mouth generations that's what it is oh because he goes and he finds kirk and he's like chopping wood he's like i'm captain kirk and i and, but it's weird because obviously Shatner's never fucking done manual labor his entire life. It's like, this is how you chop wood. Um, in terms of other ones that are fucking at the top of the list for me, Time Crimes. I was telling you about that. If you've never seen Time Crimes, do yourself a favor. Watch it immediately. Um, it's a Spanish movie. Really low key. But it's about this guy who finds this. It's got the magical realism thing, but he keeps going through. And he, what ends up happening is that not I don't want to spoil too much, but he keeps running into these sort of bad guys. Right. And as you can probably figure out, like they're him and they're all up to fucking terrible shit. <laughs> and it depends on how long you've been. And he's realizes it's got an element of primer, but it's, but it's just him and he's doing all this crazy shit. Time crimes is great. I think time crimes is on like Amazon prime. I feel like we owe our producer this. Mm. We have to say time cop. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Time we have to discuss it. It's, it's on my list. It's the best JCVD movie. Without a doubt. As I was saying, also, my only real flaw slash maybe thing I like about it is the insane 90 sex scene in which it's one of those ones where there's like 900 candles for some reason. You're mm-hmm. like, this is a fire hazard. And then and then his taint. You see JCVD, the muscles from Brussels, actual asshole, I believe, for because yeah. I was saying I paused it and I was like, zoom in, zoom in like it's <laughs> his asshole also had a Coke straw sticking out of it. So it's really weird. Like what they think the future's about, man. I didn't know you could do it like that. He's like, oh, no. Also, there's a part where he gets a grief mullet, which his wife dies and the him in the future has a fucking mullet for some reason. It's like, oh, so sad that they grew a mullet. I think that, whole, that plays into him not wanting another wife. If I grow a mullet, no one else will have sex with me ever again. Dude, also, okay, that movie, though. So in the future, no joke, no joke. His wife is dead. He goes into the thing. It's the day his wife's going to, and he like, it's the end of the second act. And he literally looks around the fucking hospital he's in and he's like, oh, I can't believe that it's the. Oh, yeah. Free Jack. Yeah. Well, Free Jack is kind of garbage, though. It is uh, total garbage. <laughs> Free Jack. Free Jack is trash. Um, Mick Jagger is in it. I saw an interview once with Mick Jagger about that in the era. And he was like, you know, they wanted me to do it. And um, I said, OK, so and I did it. And, you know, of course, just chalk it up. You should always read the script more closely before you do something like that. And I was like, oh, burn. Solid burn. That is a solid passive aggressive burn to being in free jack. 
don't just be coked up and they say be in a Hollywood movie and you're like yeah right right yeah and then you read it and get on set and you're like oh no <laughs> oh no also I feel like Emilio Estevez just kind of not that good I know, no, I know Free Jack was a come up for him I, but he's in so much stuff and people love Emilio and I don't get it. He was in Men at Work. He was in Mighty Ducks. I mean, I get it, but... He's in seven of those, right? <laughs> Mighty Ducks nine. Fucking back in the habit where they become nuns. It would at least make it interesting. I'd watch that movie. Yeah, I'd watch that right now. See, we're better filmmakers than those fucking turds. I know. The, we just have the money. The second Mighty Ducks fucking movie, they play against Iceland and they portray Iceland as though they are like bad guys. And I was like, what? Even as a kid, I was like, I was like, Iceland? Are you talking about the fun fairy nation that Bjork is from? Like, and these, I'm supposed to believe these guys are bad guys? Well, Lars Ventura is from there. Maybe the whole team <laughs> with his children. <laughs> they won't let you name your kid something that's not a traditional Icelandic name. Oh, Idiocracy? Yeah, Idiocracy. Yeah. Idiocracy is also pretty high up on my list. Only discounted because it is the nightmarish reality we do currently you know, live in. No, I don't agree with that. Oh, really? The president no, 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 gave no, a no, bunch no, no, of fast food no, 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 no. to people at the White House today. No, no, no. no. The people in Idiocracy are nice. Mm, that's true. People are like, Terry Crews is the president. Like, yes, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fine. I'm 100%. They're, they don't know how to grow crops, but there's not a bunch of KKK guys running around trying to kill Terry Crews. <laughs> it's, what, or, it's what plants crave. It is. It's got electrolytes. <laughs> I love Justin Long. Justin Long is one of the most underrated actors in Hollywood. Says your shit's all fucked Says up. Says shit's all fucked up and retarded. <laughs> Wait, he's the doctor. Man, you're fucking talking gay. I like honestly like when he came out and started talking like that. That was when I knew that movie was like fucking genius. I couldn't believe what I was seeing <laughs> and the pinpoint. I know Mike Judge is, you know, always kind of had his finger on a pulse that other people do not have their finger on. But also, strangely, the fact that Fox really tried to fuck him. He hated that movie. They hated all of his movies. He's disowned that movie too. After Beavis and Butthead, they gave him like a four movie deal and each one of them, they were like no, not Office Space. No, not Idiocracy. And they didn't show them in theaters, put them on DVD and they became huge cult hits. And each time and they still refused to release good editions of them on Blu-ray. It's crazy. And also he made them so much fucking money with King of the Hill. I don't understand. It's weird. I know, but you're surprised that Rupert Murdoch holds a grudge. No, uh, but see, I don't think Rupert Murdoch has that much control over 20th Century Fox. Like, I no, know he's in like, charge of it, know, but like Fox mentality. Yeah, you're okay. right though. It's just if you disagree with a film studio long enough, they'll just fucking excommunicate mm. you because he's made them a ton of money. Yeah, and those movies are good. But it's Hollywood too. Like that's the funny bit. It's like, yeah, I know Rupert Murdoch's like a weird Illuminati right wing fucker. <laughs> prank call, prank call. He's not. He's he's great. Uh, don't murder me. But come find me, Rupert. <laughs> you come find me, Australian. Prank. I don't sleep. Do your Australian. Do it. Again, too much pressure. Oh my god, Nick's Australian is very good. It's very it's good. New Zealand. It's not as good as my accents that I do, but <laughs> but it is very solid. We're gonna put out this film. Another day, another brick. Want to get out here with us? <laughs> Two days ago, I saw a vehicle to pull that tanker. Then we're gonna hear. Get out of here, ghost. You talk to me. <laughs> Don't be a dickhead, Murray. <laughs> Someone said one too many. Yeah. yeah. Cut you off at three now, huh? Three. My third beer. Beer. That's not a beer. Coffee. This is a beer. Beer. C-O-B-E. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take your name off the podcast. This is to be written by Paul Hogan, hosted by Paul Hogan, created by Paul Hogan. I hope that's okay because I got more money than you. There's nothing you can do. Mm -hmm. You know, I once went up and I said, I can be with any director. 
Steven Spielberg, Soderbergh. There's all the directors I know. <laughs> all the Stevens. All the Stevens, <laughs> except the Steven we used to live with. Oh. <laughs> Nothing's more frightening than that. Brian, we're talking about vampires again. <laughs> he sleeps in a coffin. That's true. Um, what's another movie that? What's another time travel movie? What's another time travel movie you enjoy? What's uh... another time travel movie I enjoy? I'm going to put these in. I'm going to mention these at the same time, which is okay. going to sound weird. Okay. But the second one benefited very much from the first one I'm going to mention. So obviously, Twelve Monkeys, great Elliot. time travel movie. It's great. Also, though, Harry Potter three. The only Harry Potter movie I, I've seen, exactly. Yeah. It's the only Harry Potter movie I've really seen. I saw it in theaters. I was very high, to say the least. Mm. And at the end of the movie, when I realized they were doing a time travel thing, I yelled out, they're doing 12 monkeys. And a very upset father turned to me and said, will you shut the hell up? You've been talking the whole day, the whole movie. I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But they're doing 12 monkeys. They're doing 12 monkeys. I don't care. My kid's here. All right, sorry, sorry. The kid is sensitive and weird. Okay? Yeah. We know, 12 Monkeys. That's well, a very depressing movie, too, if we're going to bring up. It is, but 12 Monkeys is one of the first movies I ever rented on VHS from Blockbuster and watched and liked so much that I then rewound it and just watched it again. Just watched Ooh. it back to back. I really like Terry Gilliam a lot. I also went with my mom and saw in the movie theater when I was a kid, Time Bandits. and He's obsessed with time travel. And I love Time Bandits. And when I saw it as a kid... That is with the little people, right? It is. And it was also with Sean Connery. Yeah. And playing Agamemnon. And it's a very scary movie, particularly at the beginning and the end. But Gilliam has this way of, like, reaching a critical point where it gets really scary and then it stops. And so as a kid, that was a very jarring thing to me where I almost lost my shit and then the movie would pivot and not be scary anymore. Oh, also, Cleese as Robin Hood, where he steals all their shit... I didn't get that as a kid, but that is a solid, solid bit of right. You would meet Robin Hood and he would be this just pompous British <laughs> prick who would trick you and steal all your shit. There's a great, um, there used to be this encore series called The Directors. And they talked to Terry Gilliam and he was telling a story about how in the script for that, there was a line where it said, and the dude pulls off his knight's head or whatever, yeah. the suit of armor for the part of his head. And it is revealed to be a Sean Connery level actor. And the producer's like, why don't we just get Sean Connery? <laughs> it's great because he's wearing this like minotaur helmet yeah. that is only the kind of thing Terry Gilliam can pull off in a movie. And he pulls off the fucking crazy helmet and it's Sean Connery Sean Connery, with yeah. an amazing mustache. A truly, I mean, biblical level mustache. Just do you see the beast? It's me. I've decided. Uh, sometimes you have to slap a woman in the face because I'm a huge misogynist. Uh, I think was that what he said? I think that was yeah, pretty much word for word. I think that was exactly what he said. And they're like, Sean, can you just say the line? I will show you how to say a line to tame the beast. Now you must one first out so I can slap the her. beast. <laughs> uh, what? I've written some poetry here. Slap, slap, slap them all. All right, stop it. Um, but um, also, Time Bandits is nuts. It's truly. No one in Hollywood would let you put a movie no. like Time Bandits out, like in theaters. I saw or it. Or Brazil, which is why they didn't let him put oh, it out. Oh, God, yeah. Brazil. I mean, Brazil is completely bananas. Yeah. Terry Gilliam just truly like a super imaginative fucker. It's an interesting one, too, of like, have any of his movies been like big hits outside of like Monty Python and the Holy Grail? I want to say Fear and Loathing, but I don't know oh, if that made yeah, any you money. Might right. You might be right on that. Like everything else is a bomb. Or, like, became a cult hit. Yeah. Became, oh, yeah. Time is on the criterion. You yeah, know? exactly. I mean, so's so, Brazil. Yeah. So's Fear and Loathing, actually. Yeah, 12 yeah. Monkeys might have been a hit. 
It might have been. Yeah, I don't know. But like, well, Brad Pitt got nominated Thailand's, for Best Supporting Actor, yeah. which that was the first time I really remember seeing him, truly. Yeah, exactly. I was like, who's this fucking guy? Which is an interesting thing that Gilliam kind of let him have a real shot to be weird. Super weird. He plays a great mental patient. Yeah. Because then I was thinking of like Fight Club. But Fight Club 2 also is like a weird time displacement movie. It's not really a... Mm. Yeah, it's not. It's, not it's an imaginary time. friend movie. Spoilers. Right. Spo- <laughs> Spoilers, it turns out. <laughs> Fucking Meatloaf is, is in it. Spoiler alert. His name is Robert Paulson. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we got to Terry Gilliam, though, because those two, with the exception of Bill and Ted, are probably the top of the list for me. 12 Monkeys, the first time I saw that and then realized that he was watching himself get shot mm. and then he just had to live the fucking rest of his life and forget again until he gets shot again. Yes. That's that's horrible. Yeah. But it's also just genius and poetic and brilliant and, and also great there's, to watch. And also the weird thing with the anomalies, like at the beginning he sees the guy in the shirt and it's Brad Pitt, yeah. right? Yeah. And then later it's him. And so what the fuck is that? I Like I said, I watched it again, though, but in a way where the reality is collapsing because yeah. each time you go back, things are a little different. Things are a little off. I was going to say Hot Tub Time Machine. I've never uh, seen it. That's a... B minus comedy. I distinctly remember they had like the joke of like, what's his name? Craig Robinson. Uh, Craig Robinson like grabs somebody. He's like, is Michael Jackson black or not? And they're like, he's black. And he's like, ah, I'm the 80s. You know, it's like, okay, okay, we get it. Like, hilarious. You know, I mean, it's just tragedy that, makes the best comedy. <laughs> like, that's the kind of level of quality. Let's put it this way it made a ton of money. And even though it made a ton of money, they, for the sequel, Cusack was like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm, oh, yeah. No, he knows when they get out of a sinking ship. I'm, I'm good. No, no, thank you. No, no, thank you. But it's worth watching. I. That's a good point. Well, and also, so this brings me to another point, which is about the kind of nature of time travel movies and where they come from. And kind of interestingly enough, right around the 1880s in both England and America, Jules Verne and Charles Dickens both kind of come up with because. The Time Machine is one of my favorite books. It's very simple. I highly recommend reading it. It's like 180 pages. It's really cool and really weird and still stands up as an interesting piece of... Because it has this whole thing where the character... They just call him the Time Traveler, which it has a lot of influence on Back to the Future, for instance, where you have a character like Doc Brown who is mysterious and kind of wily and you don't know what he's up to or where he came from, but he seems to be very confident in what he's doing. But then also that element of A Christmas Carol and Scrooge and Scrooge is a time travel movie. It's a time travel movie. So is any of A Christmas Carol. Yes. I mean, he goes back in time and straight up the Ghost of Christmas Pass. Ghost takes, of Christmas Pass. That's time travel. And when he saw his mother, Niagara Falls, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, Turtles in Time. Oh, my God. That's right. <laughs> Which I also, this is a solid story. So I won tickets to see that at my school randomly in like a raffle. They had tickets to opening night to Ninja Turtles 3. And I just was one of like the 10 kids who were picked. And I was like, oh, yeah. And it was four tickets, right? And my mom didn't want to go. And me and my brother were like, it's opening night tickets. You can't do this to us. And finally, my dad was like, fine, I don't give a shit. And he took us to the movie. And the entire time, my dad kept saying stuff like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is going on? Why the fuck are they doing that? And and literally until finally this lady turned around and she was like, can you? Stop cursing. And he literally leaned forward and was like, lady, what the fuck is going on? What is happening? <laughs> and to be fair, me and my brother, we had already seen Ninja Turtles 2, which sucks. And we 
didn't have the highest hopes, but it was Neutral Listen. Street. Neutral Street, I believe, was better simply because it was, it was better. insane. Yeah. It was insane. Elias Codius came back. I'm a huge fan of his. Original April O'Neil came back. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck that was all about. Yeah, no vanilla ice. Once again, ripping off for his second hit. Ding, also, ding, 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 also ding. ripping off another song, which was at New York Knicks games. They used to have this song that was like, "Go New York, go New York, go, go New York, go." Right? Yeah. So you can oh, see where that goes. Man, you just <laughs> yeah. retroactively made that movie even worse. You know how yeah. hard that is. Yeah. He literally, uh. he literally went to a Knicks game. It was like, yeah, I got it. I'm going to make ice, which he may also be so stupid that he may not be f- actually stealing the songs. He might just think that he fucking came up with them. Also, great one. Hmm. At least I like it. Hmm. Army Darkness. Ooh, very good. Oh, I like when all the little ashes get crazy. Yeah. <laughs> go inside. Of, I always like that a lot. Yeah. Also, yeah, we were talking about like horror time travel movies. I don't really know. If there's too many. We get like Sphere. Now, I saw that movie in the theater. I don't remember a goddamn thing. I remember still thinking, and to this day, being like, Sharon Stone is pretty. Yeah, I remember and- that. I remember, <laughs> I remember thinking, oh, yeah, Dustin sure. Hoffman's better than this. Yeah, these are good, Brian. Well, what's the other Horror, one? Lost Highway. Oh, that is time travel. Yeah. That movie's Slash. awful. I feel like David Lynch has a very, he fucks with time in a lot of his stuff. I was saving that as my underrated movie, but it does count. I'm sorry. It, it counts. It does. Yeah. I know they're frozen. David Lynch movies just move through time. They have their own weird time they shit. They have no linear anything. Sometimes things just like move far ahead in the future. You're just like, okay. And then you go back. Mulholland Drive, although I am still scared of it and will not watch it again as it is horrifying. Best jump scare ever. 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 And he was building with those spooky sounds, which maybe I'll tell that story now. I've told you this story like 900 times, but when him and Amy Heckerling lived together and when she first moved into an apartment, Outside of campus, uh, when she was going to UCLA, she moved into an apartment in the first floor. And every night on the second floor, there was just these like what sounded like really horrific parties, like really crazy music and all this like just weird banging and just people moving around. And it went on for like a few nights in a row. And she finally got fed up and she went up there and it was louder and insane. And she finally just kind of was like, fuck it. If they're going to murder me, I don't care. And she banged on the door. And then all at once, like all the sound stopped, like everything and the door opens and it's just David Lynch by himself without his shoes on, like smoking a cigarette, like, hi. And she's like, what the fuck is going on? And he's like, oh, was I being loud? And then <laughs> she went inside and he had all these like setups of all these like speakers facing each other to create all this like cacophonies of sound and stuff. And she said, what are you doing? And Lynch basically explained that he was trying to figure out sounds that would be scary, the scariest sounds he could think of. And she was like, you're you're doing it. It's horrifying downstairs. He's like, I'm sorry. And then, but it's interesting because then they became really good friends and they became roommates. And it's interesting that Lynch and Heckerling kind of worked together because I feel that after that, his movies kind of softened up a little bit and her movies got a little kind of sexualized and tougher. And the influence of like him on, say, Fast Times at Ridgemont High is interesting. And her influence would kind of directly lead to like Twin Peaks, you know? But not so much humor, um, but there is a little bit, but you know, like, what, Emo Phillips' identical twin sister? Well, with, you know, fucking handsome McHandsome Town. What, oh, I'm, Chris Isaac. No. What's this? Dale Cooper. Why? What's wrong with me? Oh, Kyle McLaughlin. Kyle McLaughlin, right? And his whole kind of character. And- Just for the record, though, Chris Isaac is very handsome. Chris Isaac is very handsome. And he has a very, he has a beautiful voice. A spookily beautiful voice. I don't know if I've ever seen Deja Vu. 
I've definitely seen Minority Report. Yeah. Well, there's a whole bunch of Philip K. Dick that you could get into of is Total Recall a time travel movie? I don't think so. Interesting. Uh, they call it in the beginning. Yeah, but is it actually happening? Or is this a fucking... Is any of this happening? Is this podcast it's, happening? Oh, shit, bro. Oh, man. Hold on. Let's make this Margaret. Oh, dude, let's call it. Fucking shit. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> Because you do a fake bong rip doesn't mean it's not happening. Dude, I know. Uh, yeah, you're right. Austin Powers is fucking time I had that on my list. I didn't want to bring that up. I fucking hate Austin <laughs> do, do, Powers. Do, do, do. What? You just hate Jay Roach, all right? And I won't listen to this. That's fair. <laughs> I hate Mike Myers, that's for sure. Really? Yeah. What about, okay, Wayne's World? Wayne's World is its own thing. Yes, that's true. But just saying, I don't like Mike Myers. Austin Powers is... A time travel film, yeah. It is. I in find- the same vein as a film I feel like you're holding back on talking about until the oh. very end. Well, I was going to bring up as my underrated one. It is one of my favorite films. Sometimes when I feel down during the day, I just say, send a maniac to catch a maniac. And then I jump out of a helicopter wearing a beret. Uh, that would be Demolition Man, which is one of, in my opinion, the great cinematic masterpieces of all time. It doesn't make any sense. None at all. 30 years in the future. Okay, not only that. Okay, but also remember, as I thought to myself, I was like, if I was forced to, like if someone put a gun in my head and was like, write down the script to Demolition Man from memory, I'd be like, fucking over black helicopters, whirring sounds, exterior, the Hollywood sign on fire, subtitle 1996. The movie came out in 1992. So shit has gone bananas in like four years. And then a cop goes into what is apparently a nightmare world of Hollywood, California, finds Wesley Snipes and has to try and stop him. He's killed an entire busload of people and he accidentally blows up the building with Wesley Snipes. Like Wesley Snipes escapes, but he blows it up and then they blame him, which I got to say, look, this is America. Even if a cop blew up a building and it was their fault, would they blame the cop? Like, at any point, would you say, oh, you're under arrest? I mean, come on, really? Like, cops shoot people all the time, and they don't get in trouble, and there's, like, video of them shooting them. The idea that you would go into a building with a psychopath murderer who's killed, like, hundreds of people, and then shit went sideways and the building blew up, you would blame you would blame him? But then he has to get frozen and go 30 years to the future, which is pretty much built up because Joel Silver was like, look, he has to go 30, exactly 30 years into the future so he can fuck his own daughter. Yeah, that's what's hot because Sandy Bullock is his daughter. Spoiler alert. If you don't get it, you have to watch Devilish Man again. Sandy Bullock is his daughter. They have virtual sex in it because Joel Silver has a weird fucking father-daughter fetish. Yeah, that's exactly what fucking happens. Brian is just realizing what's happening, okay? That's why they come together. That's why she secretly likes violence. That's why... I guarantee why he's like, you got to make sure your hair is dark like Stallone's hair. Yeah, right. Exactly. Also, because it's 30 years in the future, they make it seem like drastic. Like, it's not like 500 yeah, years okay. in the future. Here's the, here's the biggest spot in that movie. Right. Bill Cobb yeah. is still in the police force mm-hmm. from 30 years ago. Like, nobody has any idea what's going on. And he's just like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're, we're almost 30 years in the future from 1996. And none of us yeah. wipe our ass with three seashells. Nope. There's been no fast food war where you only eat at Taco Bell, which now sucks. Like, well, maybe for you, although I like in Europe, 
in Europe, they don't have Taco Bell, so the European release pizza. <laughs> to pizza, yeah. which I love that. I would love to see that where they're like, well, as you know, the only one left was Pizza Hut, and we had to, <laughs> like, they have to cut in the, the voice. I want to see French overdubbing of Dennis Leary <laughs> saying Pizza Hut as oh, he mouths God. Taco Bell. By far the only part of that movie that I don't enjoy is Dennis Leary doing his fake Bill Hicks impression. But like, I feel like there was a version of the Demolition Man script that was written where it was like 500 years in the future. Right? Really makes sense. And then it makes sense yeah. because then everything's peaceful. We barely have a need for a police force. And then Simon Phoenix gets out and he's a fucking psycho killer and they are so wiener. They can't stop him. So, of course, as I said, send a maniac to catch a maniac. And then you have to send John Spartan, Sylvester Stallone, in order to kill him. Right. And. In Demolition Man, if it was 500 years in the future, then it's a cool story. But I swear to God, Joel Silver was like, yeah, but how is he going to fuck his daughter if it's 500 years in the future? It's got to be 30 years. Which, and they're like, what? <laughs> and he's to like, his credit, without that weird incest thing, the movie Old Boy wouldn't have been as good. <laughs> that is true. That is very true. But to Joel Silver's credit, he's a hit maker. He just, maybe he was right. I don't know. Maybe because it's so stupid. He was like, if you put it that far in the future, people are going to think this is like fucking high art or whatever. And I'm not going to fucking do that kind of shit. Joel Silver <laughs> has never been now, worried. Now you spray water all over that arts. fucking, you spray water all over that fucking parking lot and we film it at night because it makes it glow and look nice. Hold on a second. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Now you spray that fucking water all over. <laughs> I guarantee that's how he did. He fucking produced Roadhouse. That is, there's no way he's like, the tires on that monster truck got to be fucking bigger. <laughs> like, Joel, they can't get any bigger. I want bigger monster truck <laughs> Also, Joel, I know you listen to the show, so if you ever want to come on and defend yourself, forget about it. Okay, so my underrated movie, my underrated time travel movie was Demolition Man. Do you have an underrated? I feel like I would put Primer as my underrated mm-hmm. time travel movie. It is. Just because nobody's really fucking seen it. It's true. I always recommend it to people. It's very nerdy. It's a very nerdy. It's super time nerdy. Movie, but it's that very movie good. was made for thirty thousand dollars. Fucking Shane Carruth did yeah. everything. He did the score. Yeah. He shot it. He edited it. He's the actor. He's a director. Mm. He's a writer. He's a producer. Like literally, that entire movie is just him going. I got thirty grand. You guys want to hang out with me? But it's very clever. Like it's in that same way where like time crimes, I would say the same thing because it was also super low budget and it was just like this is a very clever idea. Yeah, and we can make this with a house in a backyard. Yeah. And he realized that if you have a little bit of money and a camera and you have an actor who's willing to put on a hoodie and pretend to be himself from like five hours earlier, yeah. you could make a time travel movie. Well, and also the element of like time travel being one of the few things where it can be high concept instantly. Yeah. And you can make it super low budget. Cause you're like, if you do the thing where the audience buys in, you just do one thing. It's like, this closet is magical. If you go into it, you go back in time. The audience will probably accept that. They're like, I'm willing to accept that. And then you have a whole story about you going back in time and stealing shit, you know, or fucking everything up because you stumbled upon this closet that lets you go back in time. It's, you can make it with anything. It's not, you know, it's not, um, you know, high sci-fi where you have to make it look dope. It's time travel is just this weird yeah. anomaly. There's no dystopian future. It's just Texas. It's just, te- yeah, it's, and also because because every, it's that thing where every single human being has the fantasy of time travel. Like, we all have it yeah. at some point. Everyone, and they, they do a very practical thing. It's like, right. let's make a little bit of money in the stock market at a time. Right. And also the one, too, that I've always... Because they also do the lottery thing, too, right? Like, they start getting greedy and they do the lottery, right? I don't think they do the lottery. They just do the stock market. We didn't think of it as a movie. But, but the same idea. Everyone's seen the numbers come up for the Powerball and been like, man, if I were to fucking... If I could just go back to yesterday with those numbers, yeah. like... 
You know, that's it. I don't want to fuck with anything. I just, I just wake up and it's yesterday, but I know the numbers, you know, and everyone has terrible, horrible regrets, just nightmarish regrets that keep us up at night, every single night, night after night. And we think, God, just let me go back. Just let me go back and fix it. Please, 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 please. If I could go back in time, I'd never (laughs) gone and see uh, the jacket with my sister. (laughs) I had one last thing to talk about in the podcast. (laughs) Uh, You know what, though? I will say of time travel movies, I don't know if there's too many that I would ever say, like, I regret seeing, like, even as dopey as Timeline is, I feel bad bad that Richard Donner fell so far from making Superman and the Goonies to fucking making that like that that was the end of Donner's career. Richard Donner, I think famously after Timeline was like, yeah, I'm done. I I retire. I've had a fucking enough. Stop. Stop calling me Corey Feldman. I'm not putting you in a fucking movie, which Corey, you can come on the show if you want. I had a great time talking about time travel movies. I I had a great time as well. Absolutely. I, I will come back to it, but that's in my opinion, Bill and Ted watch it. If you've never seen Bill and Ted, watch it. I'd watch Primer, Demolition Man. Uh, those are the ones that are really sticking out to me. I don't know. If Arrival. Arrival. Fuck yeah. Harry Potter 3. Mm, okay. Uh, the last hour of Harry Potter 3. It's all right. It's good. The jacket. Right? Taps his toss uh, in the jacket. I, hey, man. I don't I got no beef with the jacket. Uh, if you also, really, really want to put into YouTube the following things. Uh, the kid pointing at his dick at the end of Back to the Future 3. The guy pulling out his dick at fuck at the end of Teen Wolf. And uh, fucking... Uh, Fucking uh, Ashton Kutcher fucking crying with the frosted tips and fucking butterfly effect. Interstellar, maybe, but he's dead. Is he dead? Is it even time travel? He's just he's like dead. he he's, never makes it to the wormhole. Right, but when does he die? Fucking the wormhole. Well, maybe. I no, mean, I'll, I'll put money on that shit. I think it's earlier when he fucking like at the very. Oh yeah, he never makes it off the planet. He gets killed by fucking um, Matt Damon. Yeah, by dad bod. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Also, I, was, makes up the I forgot that David's The last evil thing you movie. see is your kids. What's mm-hmm. the last thing he sees? His fucking stupid kids. Yeah, who gives a shit about that? All right, fam. Well, on that note, that is this episode of Blockbuster Film School. You're all a bunch of very, very fancy people. I don't think we have any shout outs this week necessarily. No, I don't have any office hours. So. That's fair. I don't have anything really necessarily to plug other than this. Taco Bell, if you want to sponsor us, come get us. Absolutely. Come at us. We love it. Survived. Please do. This is your demographic, motherfuckers. Uh, We love you, and we'll see you next week.